Until noon, this is Sunday morning. Seven minutes past 11 on 3AW. Today on the Sunday morning program, students are dropping out of Victorian schools at the highest rate in 10 years, with experts saying there needs to be more done to care for their mental health in the wake of the pandemic. One double three six nine three. How hard has it been for your kids and grandkids to cope in these last few years? How are you seeing it manifest? One double three six nine three. Georgia, good morning to you. Georgia, you raised some very good points. And on the contrary, I think you are the perfect person to have this conversation with because you are university age, you got yourself through school, and this is an area of interest that you want to not only uh, study but make a difference in. What was your experience as a high school student? Were you seeing a lot of friends struggle with their mental health? Were you seeing children, uh, peers drop out? What was your experience only in the last couple of years as a high schooler? Doubt. I saw, like, I did year 11 and 12 in the pandemic. Um, it was really hard. A lot of students had no motivation at all. And the only students that really did were ones that had their future figured out. For the ones that didn't, which is a vast majority, I feel like a lot of them just didn't want to be there a lot of the time. I know that even with my, like, passion for psychology and my want to be a psychologist, I didn't have the motivation to want to keep going a lot of the time. And I feel like the secondary school structure compared to, like, what I experience now at a university level is very different. And I didn't understand that either. And I feel like it was a very big shift when I moved from that level. Yeah, I think for a lot of students at school, they can't join the dots between what they're studying and how that will be of use to them. And when we can't make sense of something, our motivation's going to wane. And if we could change the focus, I think Fergus Watts, uh, chair of the REACH Foundation, mentioned this, to focus more on our sense of belonging, our sense of confidence, our sense of motivation, as opposed to academic results. Because if our focus is only on results, I think we can lose sight of what, what the meaning is for us as individuals. And I think what we're hearing from Georgia as a university student is the importance of having what I would call in psychological terms a spark. A spark is a passion, is a focus, is a drive. And we need that across the lifespan, not just in high school, not just at university, but as adults. Thanks, Georgia. Merry Christmas to you. I don't know if either of you have popped onto TikTok lately. It might be a little bit outside of our demographic. We're not the call for it. But I have seen stories 
is based on TikToks where uh, young people, we're talking, say, 20, 21 years old, have uh, started their first jobs. These are Aussie kids and have posted a video uh, in tears in their car or in their bedroom at home saying, I've just done my first nine to five shift. I'm exhausted. I'm fearful that I can't cope with the pressure here. Um, I don't feel like I have time for myself when I get home. Now, these kids get really knocked for their inability to join society in a productive way, the way that we see it. But is life just very stressful, Sabina? And we need to go a little bit easier on these kids? Oh, look, you're, the story you're telling, I've, I have a 21-year-old and I have a 23-year-old. So this is a cohort that I know well and I know TikTok through them, not through my own following. Um, and I do think that there's a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety in this age group. They're not knowing what what is expected of them in the workplace. And I think there is a high levels of fear of failure. And we need to work on that. Uh, we do, but uh, what bamboozles me is... I, I know there are extra... I mean, COVID obviously created all sorts of extra pressures, and I get that. But those sorts of pressures that they're talking about of, you know, you arrive home after work exhausted. exhausted. Uh, I don't know how I'm going. I'm, you know, I, I, when I get home, all I want to do is flop in a corner. They have existed for generation after generation. That was the way I felt when I first started working. But... For some reason, it seems a lot worse now. Now, obviously, COVID's a part of it. Social media's a part of it. But there's got to be something else there. I think, Nick, what we what we saw and perhaps what we haven't given enough um, credit to or is the impact of COVID created some kind of developmental stagnation, kind of a disruption to the development of young people. And so they weren't having the same opportunities to even work in part-time jobs yeah. and they weren't having the opportunity to socialise with each other. So they're not learning through osmosis in the way that a lot of us did. And then they graduate uh, university or high school, go into their first job, and uh, many of them feel like a deer in the headlights. There'll be I know we'll have listeners who are saying the young people of today need to harden up. My first yeah. job was tough. I don't know if that's where you were going. No, I, I wasn't. Because I, I know how tough COVID has. But I also would have thought, and you're obviously at the coalface here, but I also would have thought for some people the opposite would be the case in that they would believe that if I got through COVID and I came out the other end and it all worked out, well, I can get through anything now because mm -hmm. hopefully COVID is the worst thing that is going to happen to you in your life in terms of a crisis in the community. I think because COVID impacted every one of us on a global scale, that argument has lost some of its weight because everyone's been impacted in some way. And yes, yeah. some people have come out better than others. I, I know this is a false equivalence, but I always remember my mum who grew up during World War II. And her attitude and the, you know, the, the hardship with you know, rationing and living in a small country town, finding out friends had been killed, all that sort of stuff. And she came out of that saying, well, you know, if we cope with that, well, you can cope with falling over and, you know, and having a boob on your knee, that sort of, <laughs> you know, simple stuff like that. Mm. Um, it doesn't appear as though... For some people, that is the same with COVID, and and I know it's you know you can't compare everything to everything, but I I'm I'm surprised there is not more 
self-confidence that some kids have got because if you, as I say, if you got COVID, it was just horrendous for young kids. If you got through that, you would have thought, gee, that's a good basis to handle just about anything else in your life. And that's a positive mindset that you're bringing and it'd be great if people could come up with that themselves. But I think they lost the opportunity to problem solve and to socialise and that impacts our sense of confidence mm. on on a scale that we have still not seen yet. Mm. No, and, and, and as Fergus points out, we had a mental health crisis before yes. all of this anyway, and it's just made it a lot. You only have to ask the police for, you know, 10 years. They've been jumping up and down saying, we should not be handling this. When we get to a crisis where there is clearly a mental health situation, we need to have professionals there, and they still don't have that on a regular basis, which is ridiculous. Pamela, what's your thought on this? Um, I, I actually have a different um, issue that I wanted to talk about. Um, my great-niece, who has been up in Rossdale during the floods, um, I wanted to tell you about her because she's an amazing young girl. She's a young English girl who came to Australia and married a young English boy during the floods. She has four children under four, one of which is suffering a really aggressive brain tumour, which she got when she was two, and she's not quite five yet still going down weekly to Brisbane for chemo. And during the floods, she was the one that took control, had everyone's names on her computer. She organised a rescue helicopter. To Thank you, Pamela, for the story. One double three six nine three. How have the grandchildren and children in your life been coping? Are they having a tough time? How is it manifesting? And we'll go around the grounds to the shopping centre and get your street report or your car park report. Keep the calls coming. One double three six nine three. It's sixteen and a half minutes past eleven on three AW.